What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. You got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. You got the money man, the man with the pen, Chris Allen in the building. I'm right here. And then you got the MC little old me, Kenton Gibbs. And I just, you know, episode 13, we excited. We too excited. Sports are not just on the cusp. It's not just on the brink. It's not just, you know, they got soccer and rugby in New Zealand and we got scrimmages. We got real live ball games. And I don't even want to talk about nothing else. I don't even want to keep talking. NBA reopening or restart weekend. What are our initial thoughts on this? Talk to me, fellas. What's going on? Man, man, man. Like, like after what I seen, I know I had all the negativity about the bubble ain't going to work and don't finish the season. And even if that is the case, even if something does go wrong, knock on wood, I hope it don't. But, man, I'm excited to see some basketball back, man. And it was it was, it was, was everything I expected and more. Um, We're going to get more in-depth into the games later. But uh, one thing, my major takeaway from this is I'm shocked at how much, like I thought I was going to go out there and we was going to see just some rusty performances. We was going to see a complete shift because some players been working out, some players haven't. But honestly, it, it seemed like a, a direct continuation from the season. The teams had the same systems in place. It seemed like they was all on the same page. Um one thing I seen a lot of people complaining about was the foul calls, but in my opinion, I feel like the refereeing was better. I mean, we, we're all aware that there's a lot of fouls that go on in the NBA that go uncalled, and I yeah, feel absolutely. as if the referees don't have as many distractions around, and you know, it's not as many uh, outside factors that's affecting them, so I felt like, even though I felt like it was too many foul calls, I mean, a foul is a foul, so you got to call those, because it's, right. it's definitely a lot of contact in them, and you got to call them, and it might take away from the game, and some teams, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, shooting too damn many free throws, but mm-hmm. at the same time, don't foul, but it, it, it seemed like a direct continuation from the season, man, I'm just excited to see how this ends, I'm ready for playoff basketball, man, I mean, at this point, we would have already seen the draft, so I need to see some playoff basketball, but the games, the games is nice, man, the games is nice. For sure, for sure. Chris, what's going on? I don't know if y'all heard my sarcastic hand clap for Guyton because, you know, Mr. <laughs> Negative Nancy over there finally said something that he, something positive. You know, it's so hard. Y'all don't know how hard it is to change Josh mind. I don't think, I don't think our listeners, I don't think our listeners realize how hard it is to change Josh Look, man, Mine. I'm a man anything. that always admits when I'm wrong, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm usually that. never wrong. I, I give you that. Oh, oh, I, I give you that. Lord. I give you that. He he does have he does have a lot of knowledge, and he does. What's the word I'm looking for? He does he does study study his study his trade for sure. But to get him to change his mind is huge. So the NBA y'all did a big thing by getting him to change his mind <laughs> because because I know LeBron been in the league 17 years and he still ain't changed guy in mind about nothing. <laughs> nothing about him. And if LeBron can't change your mind, I don't know what can change your mind. So, so is NBA, Adam Silver the GOAT? Is Adam Silver, Silver is, the is the GOAT. Yes, he is the GOAT. He is the GOAT, man. But yeah, man, you know, I, I'm loving this. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I've noticed three things, though. I'm going to go down the list. The first thing, okay. 
they don't need to put those fans faces on the side. That that was creepy to me. I, I didn't know what <laughs> so the, creepy. Oh so man, creepy. That, I'm like y'all really paid to have y'all face on like a dancing baby or something. I don't know what it was. It's just like <laughs> oh, it, it was it was it was weird. I was like. Not the right. Ali McBeal, baby. Oh man, that, it was just the weirdest. Thing. Every time they, they, the, every time the ball went down the court, you saw that it was like weird, and the players just looking at it like, and then they, they got the noises from their household. You know what I'm saying? The noises in your household, which I get, get you trying to have some type of fan interaction, but y'all could have just had the noise. Y'all have to have their faces like, oh, that was just creepy. Now the second thing is, due to there not being fans, I have like. Notice the players are taking the initiative to make the game interesting the whole game versus just a couple quarters. You get what I'm saying? Like I've seen, right. like they come out the gate running. Like usually you do, they do a little, a little uh, fancy dribble when they win the tip off, which they do. But now they running out of that fancy right. dribble from the backcourt, stuff like that. Or now they they contesting more shots. People playing defense, and I feel like that's because they're trying to bring the energy up because it's hard to have an energy in like a pickup game setting. So and and the courts are looking amazing. Like it, I, I fall in love with it every time I look at it. It's like, where did this court just come from? They just built this down here. Like, why haven't they been playing? Yeah. Them? yeah. And then I my feel- last, my last takeaway to your point, Josh, when they talked about the fi- when you talked about the filing, I feel like the referees are le- a lot less distracted, so they're catching things right, a lot more. Right. Like because it was a couple times in the league, somebody step out of bounds, they miss it. But it's because you got all these fans in your ear. Yeah. Somebody might spill a beer while they running. They got to run around the beer, look down. Somebody might be doing something in the air with their hands. The ref might miss something. But without the distractions, they've been on the money. I haven't mm-hmm. disagreed with it. Well, there's a couple foul calls that I'll be like, ah, right, that, that can go either way. But as far as officiating, I feel like it's helping officiating a lot. So, it, it, to my, it, it's exceeded my expectations. It definitely has. It definitely exceeded my expectations. Scale of 1 to 10, I'll probably give it a 9. And only because they got the floating heads on the side. That's, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. So, I'm going to tell you, my initial thoughts to this thing is everybody is who they are. Like, I, I didn't see anything on this restart that was just like, what? Oh, my God. This is this performance is just out of this world good or out of this world bad. Um, I, I think that some high-level players had some bad games. Um, but that's... That's, you know, if you're not in the superstar level, I expect that. Like a star going to have a bad game every now and then. And that's okay. If you're, but if you're a superstar, if you're a, your skills and talents uh, should transcend basketball type of guy, I don't expect that uh, being a thing. So, yeah, everybody for the most part is who they are uh, as far as the, the teams and the individual players and performances. Um, I agree that the the refereeing is a lot more intense, and you know a part of me agrees that a foul is a foul, but also I don't like fouls being called to like does that foul interfere with the flow of the game? Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you gonna you gonna call somebody for hand checking right after half court? Like, come on, what are we what are we doing? You know, like that to me. It's just like, mm, I mean, I guess. But, uh, and you know, I I, te- I text y'all during the uh, Lakers-Clippers game that the refs were taking the game over at a point. And it's just like, I don't I don't want to hear the ref's name as much as I hear the second or third leading scorer's name. Like, that's not cool. That's not something I really want to hear. So, um, yeah, they, and here's the thing. 
Chris, I'm excited that you're excited, but I'm not giving them kudos yet. They did nothing special. I expected <laughs> basketball to be good when it came back. Because I, I want to put it this way. For the first time in forever, how many times have these players ever had a situation where you don't got to worry about your wife, your kids, your baby, your side piece, your, you know, wait, your wait, wait, whatever. Wait. Don't, don't, don't put that negative energy out there, man. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not even side piece. Your entanglement, your situationship, <laughs> your, your, your mama, your brother, your sister, your your cousin who keep coming to you with the crazy business ideas. How many, how many times have we ever seen these players in a completely, uh, basically, medically sealed environment or ba- sealed at all environment you see what i'm saying so i expected high level about the defense has been better than what i thought i mean everybody except the the mountain and the rockets are defensively are, are doing much better than i expected no shade no tea on those two teams but that's just that's just who they are how they play styles of line but um do these games even matter do what do we what do we think on that level are we does the seeding matter? Will any nine? Will any team that's either ninth place now or pushing to get into ninth? Will they have the playing games? What are y'all thinking? Um, I, I think seeding matters as far as far as these games mattering. Not as much. I feel like teams like the Lakers, Clippers, they can kind of take their foot off the gas. But I, I really think they should use these games for pacing. Don't tell Kawhi that. Getting don't back. <laughs> I think they should use these he, games for pacing. You know, pacing, getting back in a rhythm getting their system back in place, getting ready for the playoffs. Of course, for teams like, you know, like the Grizzlies, the Spurs, even if you're getting put out in the first round by most likely an L.A. team, most likely the Lakers, um, it still matters. You still want to be like, hey, I made the playoffs. That's still a badge of honor. That's still something you want to do. But I think it does matter because I did see a few teams based upon seeding. I'll throw a few out there. Um, The three that I noticed the most were the Thunder, the Heat uh-huh. and the Spurs. I think if those three teams get some proper seeding, they can make some noise in the playoffs. I don't think the Spurs, if they slide in the eight seed, eight seed, can get out of their first round. But I think regardless of what team they play, Popovich has a system in place and they have the right pieces to give a one seed a problem to the point where it might uh, it might fatigue them going into the next round. Or it might give yeah. them a few issues or they might have to play a few extra games going into the next round. That might affect the rest of the playoffs for them. I feel the, the Thunder, I feel at the beginning of the year, I would have been called crazy if I said this, but I think they can make it out the first round depending on what seed they get. And you know what? They had a point zero two or point two chance of making it according to ESPN's power index right. at the beginning of the season. So so to say that they make it was like you, they have a fraction of a percent. Of right. Chance. So, for, for I mean, for them to make it out the first round, of course people will look at you crazy for that. Yeah, but I, I think depending on their seeding, the the, the – Thunder got the right coaching system in place to get out of the first round, uh, along with yeah, uh, yeah. the Heat. The Heat are playing way scrappier and just got a lot more dogs than I remember when the season was going on, man, and with the, everything going on. Um, but behind the Bucks, I think the Heat might have a second-best chance of, of maybe making it out the East. And, you know, remember, it was I, I wonder if it was episode 11 or 10, I said the exact same thing because I yeah. said, Bam out of bio. Has a he does I don't know what it is about man. Hey, you heard it? They not trying to sign him back. Did y'all hear that part? I did. What? I did. <laughs> they not trying, Who to, not sign trying him back? to sign him back. I know you. The Miami oh, Heat not trying to sign Bam back. They, they, they want to let him no, no, no. 
No, y'all talking about y'all talking about Allstate. They're not renewing this contract for his uh, advertising stuff. Like, I know you're not talking about the Heat. <laughs> I saw multiple reports that said the Heat uh, trying to not. It's not a priority to bring Bam back. They're trying to clear cap space because next summer is supposed to be a big free agency year. No, not not the Miami though. Like y'all got to be talking about like the Sesame Street Heat. Like the Allstate, come on. Allstate, come on. Because I know you're not talking about. Miami is not going to bring Bam back. Heat Nation. Hey, man. All righty. You know what? I'm glad I'm not a Heat fan. I'm going to just leave it at that. So, talk to me about this. What are the most and least impressive performances that we've seen so far? Most impressive. um... TJ. <laughs> I mean, of course, TJ Ward. I think that's an I mean, anomaly, though. Like every couple of years, you get that one dude that dropped fifty, where you just like, bro, I don't know what he was on today. But I mean, let's let's just, let's just take it back five years. Last five years, I think last year, well, this year's TJ Warren. Last year, it was that one guy played for the Wizards, I believe. Uh, Who from the Wizards dropped fifty? I mean, last year. If it wasn't John Wall or Bradley Bill, I, if somebody from the Wizards dropped 50, man, it, it's been a few in there, bro. Like, Devin, I mean, Devin Booker is a dog, but him scoring but, 70 t- t- caught me by surprise, even though they got And that's the dog. thing. 70 is a number that's like, woo. Like, that's. <laughs> right. Unless you like, like, but Devin Booker with his skill set and the way the NBA has played today, 70 wasn't really. Like that, don't get me wrong, amazing feat, but that wasn't like a shocking, like I could okay. never see Devin going for 70. All right, I'm trying to think of the ones I remember. So the 2009, Mo Williams. Yeah, Mo 50. Williams did one. All right, okay. uh, I'm trying to think of another outlier. Karis LeVert, that's who I'm thinking of. Karis LeVert, John. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. He dropped 50. Okay. Uh, Andre, Andre Miller, Miller one time one. dropped 50. Uh, hey, hey. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, yep. Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross dropped 50. Uh, trying to think. Of, I don't know if y'all remember the dude, but I remember him. Tracy Murray, he dropped fifty. Oh, yeah. oh, um, exactly. didn't, Corey, didn't Corey Brewer have one a couple years ago? Co- yep, Corey Brewer, yeah, Corey had, Brewer one. Yep. had one too. So I think TJ Warren just had one of the magic Corey Brewer games, bro. Yeah, not, yeah. not a Corey Brewer game. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he went nine oh, for twelve Brewer. for three. He only went nine for twelve for three, and he had fifty. So everything went his way. You know what I'm saying? He only had and nine. He but people he shot twenty nine shots. Twenty nine shots. He, exactly. He went for fifty three and only went to the free throw line what three or four times. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like a that. lot of things. He was just having a good day. He was just sizzling. I think that that Jimmy Butler talking crazy to him. That Jimmy Butler talking crazy to him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But but okay. I wanted to. I pulled this up though because to touch on some of Josh's points. Um. So I actually do think these games matter because. If you, I'll just pull this up. So the seedings games will start August 14th, right? The play-in tournament will be held the 15th and 16th. And I'm breaking this down for the listeners that, that don't know the new setup. So these these are if-necessary games. Those are the games I think that don't matter. These games right now are going to determine if you get that extra rest before the playoffs for the two days because it's going to be a play-in tournament. So if you, you know what I'm saying? So these games do matter because you don't want to be in a situation where you got to play extra games already. You get what I'm saying? Because right. you don't want right. you don't want to. So then another thing, the the finals will begin the 30th. So that means they're gonna squeeze a lot of playoff games in before September 30th. You get what I'm saying? So 
the whole month of August is going to be pretty much playoff basketball at a rapid rate. So you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to play extra games when you already know you're going to be playing a lot. You're going to play every other day almost. So that's why. And then another thing is the seeding games, it's going to look a little different because the East and West are still split up in different conferences. But, however... The west side of the bracket is gonna be more vigorous. Like the the challenge, the game, like every series is gonna be a series, except maybe if you play the, the the Thunder the first round. Which that's why I'm hoping my Rockets we jump past the Thunder and then the J- Thunder jump past the Jazz. So then we play the Thunder the first round. I'm gonna just say this: I in watching the Thunder, I knew that they were good, but I did not know that even with Chris Paul off the court. They're as good as they Oh, they got a lot and of so, glue guys. They have a lot of glue guys. And so, and so that's going to lead me into my most and least impressive performances because my most impressive performance has been Billy Donovan, without without a doubt. Like he, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not going, you know, we're not talking about the entire season here. I'm just talking about opening weekend and what we've seen so far out of the Thunder. I can't think of a coach that's done a better job in the bubble as far as rotations, as far as uh, just defensive and offensive sets. He has just, he's had whatever it is. He's, those boys are playing far above their heads. And I'm not talking about the entire season. I'm just talking about in the bubble. Because the way that they dismantled the Jazz, like the Jazz, you would think that the way they did the Jazz, you would think that the Jazz were not in, not supposed to be in the bubble, and like they were not already seated, but they did. Like they put they put off the gas in the middle of the third quarter and still won by four. I mean, tw- what was it, twenty? Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing in the NBA. It's a professional league in high school and college. Big leagues like that is normal. That's like oh whatever, whatever, whatever. But like this is the NBA we're talking about. Twenty point games are rare. Especially a 20-point game where it's not like the team that lost by 20 just gave up at the end and y'all got a couple cheap threes, a couple and right. ones. And, you know, like, no, they legitimately beat them and were up by 20. And, and Rudy the, Gobert has won how many Defensive Player of the Year awards? Phew, two too many three. it looked like. Because Steve, man, Steven Adams was out there looking like the Admiral, bro. I, bro. <laughs> Rudy Gobert was getting disrespected by everybody in the paint. Bro, I ain't seen nobody get disrespected like that since Rudy Gobert was disrespecting Corona. But, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, I mean, in my least I, impressive performance. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I just want to give a little. Oh, no, go ahead. Go, go say your next one because I was going to say mine, but I didn't know you was going to do least impressive. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. My, my least impressive performance has been, uh, it's definitely been the young guys for the Pelicans. Um, they have, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're they, talking about Justin? No, no, look, this, this, I've been saying the same thing about the Pelicans all year, though. First three and a half quarters, they are a great basketball team, and I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. They can't close games to save. If I had a gun, Alonzo Ball head in the alley and said, close this game to save your life, he he about to be dead, y'all. They hey, can't he close write his games. last will and testament. <laughs> they can't close games at all. Is it, but here's the thing to me, right? For me, I agree that, like, Yes, there is a certain level of like, hey, you've got to finish down a stretch. And like losing a close one is demoralizing. I get that. But to come back and play that poorly against the Clippers, it's like the actual not finishing the first game against the Jazz 
Because don't get me wrong, there's a difference between the other team winning it in winning time and you losing it. The Pelicans lost that game against the Jazz. They lost that game. And then they limped in against the Clippers and got ran up out the gym. Yep. And and that for me is like, hey, if you're a young team, you may not be skilled, you may not be savvy, you may not know all the least that you're gonna give me is effort. You got young legs. Ain't nobody low managing here. I need all y'all. Well, actually, I guess Zion is low managing a little bit, but that's another story for can, another, can you. Can you explain time. that to me, or are we gonna talk about that? Because I don't. I, I thought they were trying to make the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, part of me is hearing. I mean, a lot of the reports coming out of it have been that he was away from the team for a little while, attending to his family matters, and and so now they want to uh, ease him back in. But also, Josh, I agree with you. There's there's playoffs on those at stake. You're right. in the bubble Man, for a reason. I, I, I think I think they realize that even if we make the playoffs, the chances are we're gonna see the Lakers. So do we really wanna just do we do we really even wanna just like even risk it? You man, if he like, available play him, that man had four months off to rehab, whatever it is. I agree with y'all both. You know I'm an advocate of playing and playing Mr. Uh, rest, rest. I I'm a fan of eighty two games being played. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but So that that's yeah, they they're definitely they're definitely my uh, my least impressive because it's 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 been a little disappointing because every other team in the league has given me opening day vibes. And you know what I mean by opening day vibes where everybody is super excited to be back going at it. So everybody's doing everything super hard and everybody's missing every shot by a mile and all that because like everybody's still too tight and too tense and too geek. But at least they're trying. That second game, that was the least energy. The Pelicans in that second game, that's the least energy I've seen out of any team uh, in the bubble. Okay, so my team that's been impressing me, and it started really uh, their first game, I want to say. Uh, it's the Orlando Magic. Hmm. They came out Friday and put a stomping on the Nets. Now, I know the Nets are beat down right now, but I was watching right. the game before I uh, got on the pod today, and if you look now, they're up 110-78 to 78 against Sacramento Kings. And Markel yeah. Fox is five for five right now. Now, didn't I tell y'all? Now, I, 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 I was about that. Now, before 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 I cut you off on your last segment, I was about to say kudos to the pod because Gibbs called that out a month ago. Uh huh. So those of y'all that don't think we do our homework. We do our homework. <laughs> hey, we don't just show up and talk for an hour and let y'all listen, man. This well, is, what's the so, first word so, of the pod? Facts. Facts. Facts over <laughs> That's what we bring you. Yeah, so, okay. That's my team that's been impressive. Orlando's looking like they could actually be a second-round team. Like, I'm being so honest with y'all. I know y'all think, like, who their best player is. Vucevic, I, I, I think it depends on who they play. I think it depends on I who they play. I mean, if it, end, if it ended right now, they would play the Raptors. And I could see them going six with the Raptors. Hey, they, they, they need hey, somebody else. They need listen. somebody. If they, got, if they call, like, an Indiana Markel is hooping. Uh, Vucevic is hooping. Aaron Gordon is averaging 21 the last two games. He, that's not his character. This. I'm going to tell you this. For me, it's this simple with the Magic. If we look at this team and the way that they're constructed, if they play a team that is older and not as apt to running, I think it would be a bad – it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad time for that team. It's yeah. the same reason that – it's the same reason that – uh, when when folks talk about the Kings, even though nobody's like, oh, the Kings are a great team and they dominate. No, 
Nobody says that. But they say when you play the Kings, you're going to be exhausted the next day. You're going to be wore out because all they do is run, 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 and run. And the Magic, the way that they know, not they're realizing now more than ever what their strength is, and they have players stepping up in ways that they have it. So I, I agree. Uh, with the right matchup, the Magic could be uh, they, a let's see. Let, let, let's say this. Let's say this. If they slip into the sixth seed, right, they will mm-hmm. see – they would no, because they play the Celtics. Okay, let's if they slip into the it's close on the West. Let me let, let me pull up the standards real quick to see how close. I mean, I, I honestly think, man, that if the Magic kept the pieces that they got and just all they missing is a dog, and I thought that dog well, was gonna be Aaron mind. Gordon, but I don't. He he never. He like, been hooping in the bubble though. He been but hooping. over the past like three years, I ain't seen Aaron yeah, Gordon really say, take yeah, that I next mean. step. He been playing the same game for like the past like couple seasons. Right, and right, he right. Took that next step that I was expecting. Well, see. See, the East is pretty much locked down for seven or eight seeds because they're both teams are six games ahead of Washington, but they're eight games behind the 76ers who are in sixth. And that brings oh. me to my next point, though. Ooh, the 76ers yeah. have been the most disappointed team. Gross. Well, second most. The Kings have been horrible to watch. Like, I can't even watch a Kings game. Like, I've yes. tried to. They're getting beat by 40 almost to the Magic right now. The I Kings mean, have been looking. Sorry, for a team that should have been in the playoffs this year, Instead, of, I, I thought the I thought the Kings would have been there instead of the Grizzlies or the Thunder. I thought the Kings would, because the Kings starting to have their pieces together. De'Aaron Fox was getting better. Marvin Bagley showed promise. Like I assumed this was going to be a playoff team. Just about they got shooters. Harrison Barnes is there. Buddy Hill got extended. I, they were making the right moves, but no, yeah. I, I I agree. Did Buddy Hill play in the first game against the Spurs? Did he play? Yeah, he played. He played. Mm. I just, you know, it was hard to find him. I'm, <laughs> it was hard to find him, man. I mean, you can't, you're, with the money you got, you can't do six, four, and one. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Like, they, they lost to the Spurs by nine. Buddy Hill puts up six, four, and one. If you give them, if you go out there and give them 25 and one, they win that game. They to our audience, to our audience, he just signed for eighty million dollars with a bunch of incentives that can give him a hundred million. Yep. If you sign for the type of money that Buddy signed for, you don't have space to go missing like this. You don't. I'm sorry. And and, and uh, granted, the Spurs do have a, a nice defense, defensive minded coach, but you don't play nineteen minutes to give me six, two for thirteen. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't no, make eight million exactly. dollars. Two for thirteen. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, Josh, you're most at least disappointing, man. What's what's going on? Who's most, your most impressive? Who's your least impressive? Most, I don't have much to add, man. Mine is going to OKC as well. I mean, the coaching system, Chris Paul orchestrating those young guys, those young guys performing. When Chris Paul is off the floor. Um, their their offense reminds me of the cheesy team that you play at the rec on 2K when everybody is shooters and they got five out and they got one glass lock in the middle that's just grabbing yeah. rebounds. And it's working yeah. perfect for them, man. It's, it's winning basketball. Just like it does on 2K. Yeah, man. And Chris Paul is bringing those young guys out to to um, to, to play. And they hitting their shots. They get into the rack. If I had to point to one specific person we know, we know about Billy Donovan. We know about Chris Paul. We know what they can do. My thing would be uh, Steven Adams. Because I've noticed he's holding his weight on both ends of the floors, and he's not the most impressive post player, but 
I notice when Chris Paul is off the floor, they're staggered. One of them is in the game at all times. And I notice when those young guys are getting stagnant or they're not getting a shot at the rim, they've been able to dump the ball down low to Steven Adams, and he's been able to get the offense going with either getting a little post hook, getting down low, or opening something up that's forcing the defense to collapse and double and getting those younger guys open for a jump shot. So I think at this point, even though they're playing exceptional, I think Steven Adams is, is the Thunder's biggest X factor. For he looking like he looked like Hakeem up against uh, Rudy. We ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about that. Right Rudy up. Uh, my least impressive. I'm sorry, I'm at the attack. One of my guys, man, he redeemed himself today with a much better game. But at least impressive, I'm going to have to go with Jason Tatum. Remote I was about to say, I already know who you Tatum, about to man. say. Tatum is one of my guys, man. But Jason yeah, Tatum, uh, too. against the Bucks, he was playing like Jason Capono. I mean. Oh, <laughs> oh, not Jason Capono. Even though he redeemed himself today and, and got some buckets against Portland. Portland not a playoff team. If you want right. to get a ring, if you want to go to the finals, the Bucks is the team you got to show up against. And, and, and Tatum is one of my guys because I feel like he wanted a – he wanted a few young guys in the league that got a skill set that that try to touch every part of the floor. He's not the greatest mm-hmm. defender, but he tries on defense. He knows the right places to be. He tried to get a mid-range. He tried to get down low. He got a little post. He got a jumper. So I just like to see young guys that don't necessarily go with the trend of the game or have one particular style of play, but the younger guys that try to pick the brain of everybody and try to, you know, incorporate all parts of the game into their game. They try to be a student of the game. And I appreciate that about Tatum. And I was expecting a much better performance of him coming out that first game. And and if you're going to put that up against the Bucks, man, Boston might as well not show up when it comes playoff time. Well, well, to that point, though, I, 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 after I just read the play-in tournament rules, though, I honestly think the Grizzlies don't even have a shot because they would have to, even if they have a better record, you got to win, be a better record by four games. So right now they're only two and a half up and they just lost to the Trailblazers. But the Trailblazers also got a terrible schedule for the rest of the season. Yeah, They true, they true. play every time, every, every game they have is a playoff team. Every game they have. Yikes. So if the Grizzlies don't start winning, then maybe, but... If they got to see him in a playing tournament, I'm taking the Trailblazers. I'm taking Dame over the Grizzlies, regardless. I'm not even going to call him oh, the Trailblazers. I, I yeah. feel, but, this, but you know what, though? I'm going to say this. CJ and Melo have been showing up big time in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like They've Melo dropped showing. about 5 or 10 pounds, too. Absolutely. He saw the scene on the shot with uh, Lala getting cracked. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he said, you know what? I you ain't get to watch it yet. Don't show me. Don't show me. I, I'm two episodes behind. I've been busy on Sundays. Don't, don't tell me. Oh, don't my tell, bad. Don't my tell, bad. I'm sorry. Tell. I'm sorry about oh. that. I didn't even know you were behind. We all saw it coming anyway. Let's be honest. But, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Blazers been the Blazers been hooping. And they shut. You can't, you can't really. I agree. Them against Memphis. Can they beat Memphis two in a row? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did, outside of John Morant. I mean, I know that Dylan Brooks was all, we're going to show Andre Iguodala what Grizzly basketball is. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you know what Grizzly basketball is? Like, come on. Like, it's, y'all don't have a brand like that. Y'all got rid of the grit and grind. Nobody knows what y'all are anymore. Nobody knows. And that's okay. You, you, y'all young, go ahead out there and establish it. And so um, we're going to get into this next segment. We got the NFL Top 100 list. The entire list came out. We didn't want to talk about it week by week because that was just, no, we weren't doing that. It wasn't going to happen. So, the NFL Top 100 list drops, and a lot of folks had a lot of feelings about it, from Keenan Allen to everybody saying that Lamar ain't better than Pat Mahomes because 
Lamar's the reigning MVP. He won MVP last year, broke the rushing record for quarterbacks while uh, either leading or being top two in uh, passing touchdowns last year. I want to say he led the league, but, you know, is there are there any are there any guys that are overrated? Any guys that are underrated? Any omissions? Uh, anything that y'all thinking in that type of realm? Talk to me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna let y'all handle this because y'all the football guys, man. I really, I really fell off with football since since the whole cap thing happened. I've been watching less. Well, I, bet less every watch now, I bet you gonna watch it now, though. I bet you gonna watch it now because you don't know when we gonna lose sports. True, true, true. I'm, 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 a, I'm at least catch a few Lions games, watch some primetime games. I'm gonna get those. But um, <laughs> from from what I do see and from when I was watching before, um, maybe I'm not reading something right. But can y'all tell me if there's any merit to Russell Wilson being number two? Um, okay. I'm gonna just say this: Russell Wilson, of all the guys in the top five or ten in that list. He probably has done more with less than anybody else. Like, and, and I mean that very seriously. Uh, 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 he, I mean, all oh, I'm saying. Oh, you this. said you said top five, top five. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Of the top five guys, I you tell me somebody who's done more with less. I, than I, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers don't ever have anything. He, he never has anything. So, I mean, I hear you, but tell me what receiver the. Tell me what player, offensively, the uh, the Seahawks have that's as good as Devontae Adams. Uh, they had Jimmy Graham, didn't they? Now, wait. You're talking about the same Jimmy Graham that's now in the Packers? Yeah. The, well, but he's old now. But they had primetime Jimmy Graham. They – listen. When he had that Jimmy Graham – Doug Baldwin. They Graham, had Doug Baldwin. And that he was good as good as Devontae Adams. Lord, we lying on the Sunday. We got lying <laughs> on the Lord's day. That's what we doing. Come on now, Dad. I'm trying to think. You make you make a good point when you say that. I'm trying to think. Defensively, okay. Defensively, I can I can I can top Devontae Adams. Oh, for sure. The Seahawks defensively have had a lot, but for me, I don't judge I don't judge quarterbacks by wins and losses. Wins and losses is a team stat. That's not a quarterback stat. Anybody who says it is is out of their mind because Trent Dilfer has more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino. So all I need to tell you about wins translate to a team being great. Joe Flacco has more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, the teams, your team is one thing. But when I talk about what he's done more or less, I mean offensively. If you look at what Russ has offensively, he the weapons that they've put around him, he has done an outstanding job. And he's made some guys who had they gone other places or had they or who were other places weren't much, but he turned them into like, wow, look at this. Prime and, example, and, and, DK and, Metcalf. Yeah, just a little backlash on that though. Uh they like the Seahawks are a defensive minded team, so their defense is always gonna be good. So that, that also helps a lot in your success because football is the only sport to me where the whole team has to win. Basketball, you can have a player like T.J. Warren go get you 50 one game and then you win that game on a fluke. You get what I'm saying? But football, yeah. you, you can't you – can't, that's the one sport I feel like you can't have half your players having a good game and then you still win. You got to have a lot of – like the majority of the team has to have a good game. You you can oh, take plays off in football. Like I mean, you play D, D, D lineman, so 
Tell I mean, you, tell, you know you, you take can the take, role playoff on D line if you want. <laughs> I mean, you I mean you know when you can and when you can't take a playoff though. You're gonna end up on your back some, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I feel it. Yeah, but I mean or even a receiver. If you know the ball not coming to you this play, that's taking a playoff, right? Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I, I get what you're saying. I get you. I get Okay, you. yeah. So just to just to clear things up. The Seahawks' defense being good all the time makes it a lot easier for that offense, though, man. Uh, you're right. You're right because they – you're right. I'll give you that. That When you have a defense that doesn't put you in bad situations, that y'all aren't always getting the ball on the 20 because it's always a kickoff because they force turnovers a good amount of time, and they force punts that get y'all in good fields. I agree. It does make the game easier for you. Right. So, I mean – I just don't agree with Lamar being one, man. It's just, I don't think people realize that he choked in the playoffs. Like, oh, man. knock it off. Oh, knock it off. Knock it off. You don't think so? You, watching that game against the Titans, I will say this. I was in, I was in Houston, I believe, when that game was on. I watched every minute of it. And it was just times where I thought Lamar was going to Lamar, and I did, he didn't. But now, he, granted, the Titans the played a great game. And here's the thing for me. The things that happened that game and why the Ravens lost were out of Lamar's control. Lamar can't stop Derrick Henry. That's not his job. But if we go to his offense, I believe they had they were registered in the uh, in pretty much in most NFL statistics databases having somewhere between six and seven drops. One of those drops, I don't really like to acknowledge. So I'll say they had about five drops. Now, if we look at those five drops, those five drops were passes that literally hit folks in the chest, in the face mask, on the hands. And I don't mean these players had to make adjustments for them to do it. The interception that went to uh, the interception that Kevin Byer caught early in the game. It literally, he threw a post pattern to one of his tight ends that they hit all year. He throws it high because his tight end is 6'5", and he's, that's the point where you put it up high where nobody can get it but your guy. It bounces off his hands, interception. That's how they started the game. Right, but the second Seth, one, the second one, though, that I think that was Lamar, Lamar fault. Seth Roberts. Seth Roberts dropping a, a pass. He's literally running. He has to make no adjustment. It drops in the bread basket, and he drops it. And that's six points. That's not Lamar. The one that hit another tight end in the face mask where he would have walked in the end zone had he turned around when he normally does. That For me, when you take away two touchdowns and give an interception on, a, on, on, a, on passes that these are not things you can say Lamar's fault, I'm with you, and he did not play his best game. I will not tell that lie. But this this top 100 list for me, it confirms something that actually the game that you're talking about was another thing to reaffirm for me. Sometimes, you know, we see these former players for the NFL and NBA as analysts. And, you know, just because you were good at a sport doesn't mean you're good at analyzing it, you know? Like, it's because uh, I, I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Pollard, and he played for the Ravens. And he said, uh, Lamar is who he is, and I don't know how much better it gets. Well, Lamar, in his first complete year as a starter, went 14-2. and two. 
Lamar in his two playoff games so far, the first playoff game he had came eight years into his I'm um, eight games into his uh career as a starter. And in those eight games, all he did was go seven and one and get the Ravens to the playoffs. And no, it so that was his ninth start. And um, you know, in the playoffs, things get slowed down, things get teams focus on taking away your best thing. Congratulations to the team for beating a Lamar with nine games of starts under his belt. And then we talked about last year. 14 and 2. It didn't get much better than this. How much what else do you expect? Oh, you expect to have success in the playoffs. Well, if you turn around just those three plays, if you keep what Lamar did the same, but turn around what his teammates did on those three plays, the Titans have no chance. The like literally the the Ravens run away with that. And I'm not just talking about and we haven't even talked about the defense besides the fact that he can't stop Derrick Henry. We haven't even talked about the fact that the defense allowing John Lou Smith to tip the ball to himself and catching them balls like he's Shannon Sharp or something. You know <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But this this list confirms that to me because somehow Kenny Galladay got left off. And here's my problem with Kenny Galladay being left off. And this ain't because I'm a Lions fan, which I'm, I proudly claim that, but I don't have a bias for my guys. I have a bias for great players. Well, well really you, you being a Lions fan just shows that you don't mind having your heart broke. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of men and cry. That's fine. A lot of men cry. But, but, but I'm just saying, there were 17 receivers on the uh, NFL Top 100. Kenny Galladay led the NFL in touchdown receptions last year. So let's start there. He's a skilled position that led in a statistically relevant category. He didn't lead in some unknown metric that's like, oh, you got to dig and, oh, on third downs of five yards or he did it. No, 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 no. Touchdowns. He had the most. Putting the ball in the end zone from the receiver position when they're throwing it to you. He did that more than anybody else. But you would think, oh, well, if he, if he lead the league in touchdowns and he's not on the list, he got to be short on yards. He got to be good in the red zone. Kenny Galladay, of the 17 receivers, Kenny Galladay had more yards than nine of them. Let me name some names for you. Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, DK Cooper Cup. I will say this. I will say I wouldn't have Odell and them on there because, you know, the Browns are going through a, a, a tornado this year. So, I mean, it's true. That's a good point you make there. It's a great point you make there, actually. I actually thought he would be in, like, the 60s, but... Dog, dog, when they said, when they had Cooper Cup on there at 89 and they said no receiver caught more touchdown passes than him, I thought to myself, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, I, I thought he would be I, in the 60s right behind Odell because, I mean, Odell is still Odell, but it's like, I thought he'd be in the tier with, like, a Jarvis or a, 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 a Tyler Lockett. So I'm telling you this right now. They gave these rankings based on name. Because there's right. no way that Brady could be as high as he was and that Kenny Galladay could be left off. Like I said, Larry Oh, they definitely did because it's no, it, it's no way Keenan Allen should be 77. It's no way. Larry Fitzgerald was on the list at number 69. He had 386 less yards and seven less touchdowns than Kenny Galladay. And Kenny Galladay did not have the same weapons around him. There was no Christian Kirk. There was no Andy Isabella for him. He did not have that. So what are we, what, 
I just, you know, it just confirms to me that, hey, players are great at what they do, and I would never disrespect them for it. They're great at whatever it is that they do on that field. They're better at it than I was at what I do, or else I would have been there instead of talking to y'all right now. But the fact of the matter is, when you look at the numbers, this is facts over acts. This ain't, this ain't oh, we, we, we like the name, so we'll... I don't care where you play. I don't care how you do what you do. If you go out there and outperform, he performed all of the list in terms of receiving touchdowns, half of the list in terms of receiving yards. And you mean to tell me that that guy ain't going to, child, go on, go on somewhere. Go on somewhere. You can't be serious with that. You can't be. You can't be. But you know. I digress. We're going to move on because I want Josh to get back included in the conversation. Hey, <laughs> man, hey, man. I'm, I'm just observing. I'm just saying, I'm, you know, that's just me, but I'm going to keep it pushing. We got baseball being postponed all over the place. The Marlins, you know, Magic City strikes again, okay? What's popping? Hey, listen, at this, point, at this point, Magic City need to come up with their own wing spot. They'll take over wing stop. They'll take over Buffalo Wild Wings because you got millionaires risking their not only their lives, but their seasons and all of the rest of their money. <laughs> bro, what is in these, these wings, wings, bro? What is now, in listen, these wings? Listen, baseball being postponed. The MLB postponed 30 games over a week span last week. And they had all-stars opting out. An all-star from the Brewers opted out. And the Marlins allegedly had a um, night out in Atlanta that uh, has cost the team a couple of weeks because now they have to go into quarantine after multiple positive COVID tests. And here's the worst part for me. They had to ride the bus back from Phil- from Philadelphia all the way down to Miami. Man. I'm sorry, but what? <laughs> you know how sick you got to be as an MLB player? Because you know they money guaranteed. As soon as they sign on the dotted line, you got to pay up. They riding the bus from Philly to Miami? Like I said, Magic City strikes again. Magic City strikes again. So is there any hope for these sports that aren't doing a bubble? Is there any hope? And is there any hope for baseball? No. Well, Josh didn't believe in the bubble, so yeah, you know he don't. Yeah, I didn't believe don't. in the bubble, and the bubble is, is working to a, to a degree. We still got time to go, but from what I'm seeing, man, it's, it's working. It's working. Right. But, so. I mean, if you just got teams going about they daily lives normal and you just eliminating the aspect of a crowd like if people are skeptical about the bubble or if they doing all this extensive testing to be a part of the bubble if you just going about things normal you just like like is there any protocol in place like players can't go here or players can't go there or players being monitored you just asking like hey you just asking for for a trust system at this point like hey don't go anywhere don't catch covid be here for the game that's just yeah, not a good system it's up to the uh, teams for what they want to levy out to their players as far as uh, fines or whatever for, you know, being out and about. But, yeah. I mean, and, and just from you see everyday life, you look at Instagram stories, you look at everyday life, you look at people, man, and people still having an issue staying in the crib. So if you got a dude that's, that just came up from AAA and he, he 25 and he playing in Miami, like, you not about to expect this dude to stay in the crib, man. What you mean to tell me that he came from the Fayetteville Woodpeckers and he gonna be <laughs> too excited in Miami? Hey man, the Montgomery Biscuits and the Marlins is two different uh, teams. Okay, <laughs> what what is in these wings, Gibbs? Like, like I, I, 
I, I, I just want to know, because how much can you really do some chicken wings to make it where you want to risk everything for it, literally everything for it? You know, I think we worried about the wrong thigh because a stripper out of Magic City, I'm sorry, a performer out of Magic City recently said that Lou Williams tips well. So I think we worried about the wrong leg, breast, and thigh. But that's another story <laughs> for another time. Proceed, hey. Chris. Okay, so everybody going to make it rain in Magic City. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Absolutely, because ain't no chicken that good. Ain't no chicken that good. That that's just the good excuse Lou will pull. <laughs> Not everybody running with. It. Oh, he he got out of the he used that excuse. So let me go ahead and use that excuse too. If right. I get caught, and now baseball for one, I, I've said this, and y'all can fact check. Y'all go listen to some old episodes. Baseball, where the game is predicated on like timing and hand-eye coordination and all that, which means you, it's a lot of it's a lot of different uh, senses involved. Which means Absolutely. it's a lot of different contact involved. Like I wipe my nose and then I I, I wipe my hand wipe my hand on my pants to pick up the ball. That's just a lot of you know. That's just a lot of different germs involved because it's it's one ball and, and you not it's not a a motion game where like basketball you know you, you won't wipe your face in a basketball game because you're constantly running back and forth running back and forth and yeah. you're sweaty baseball you could be standing out there for a minute you can scratch your nose you can sneeze then you know you, it's a lot of things you can do not to mention they can't even use sunflower seeds which is pissing me off because i'm a, a, a old baseball player a retired baseball player and i eat seeds every day still so I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how they doing it. Where they just not eating seeds and they can't even spit. And if you look at it, not many people were wearing masks. Like I feel like if you in a dugout, you should be wearing a mask. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, some teams have implemented that policy in response to what's happened with the Marlins. Uh, right. Because you gonna live your day to day life. I can't trust you, bro. You need to wear your mask when we not on the field. And then if I if, if just just just. Just picture how that sounds. And I know I've been feel like I've been preaching this episode. I don't know why. Just picture that how that sounds. You gotta wear your mask in the dugout because I don't know where you've been at. So why are we playing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why, why are we playing? Facts. Like that that's yeah. just my whole thing. If if it's dangerous to the point where you gotta wear a mask when you in the dugout with me, why are we why are we doing this? Why like it clearly that means we don't have a solution. Clearly that means we shouldn't be doing this. You know, the the, the uh, concerns about COVID have been spread across leagues and all that. And, and the, with the NFL coming back for camp, there have been a lot of folks who have, not a lot, let me not say a lot. There have already been a few players to opt out of the entire season already. And now, you know, as a Lions fan, like like Chris said earlier in the show, we used to get our heart broke. We used to cry. Yeah, you, okay. you don't, you don't mind. Right. You don't mind. It's all right. Well, the verdict starts early this year because uh, Matt Stafford is on the COVID reserve list. And I get it. I get it. <laughs> La- go ahead. Laugh at my pain. Laugh at my pain. Hey, man, you can't get to break with these days. It's, it's, you know, he's on the reserve list. His wife just had a fourth child. And, and they've gone through a lot of health complications. So I understand. You know, it's much like Marquise Goodwin in his story of why he's opting out and, and you know, the, the problems that his wife is at. But um, is there going to be football this year? Y'all think? I mean, if, if it, I mean it, I can't see them doing that in the bubble. So no. Yeah, I mean, 
baseball is our barometer right now as far as what sports outside of the bubble looks like. I mean, there's other uh, countries that's doing this, but at the same time, those countries don't have hundreds of thousands of cases as well. So I mean, the NHL is looking good, you know? They they started their little playoff qualifiers and all that. You but, know? I mean, but look at the look at the skin color in that league. You know they don't care. They just I mean, don't care. I mean, <laughs> I mean oh, if 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 a hockey player caught COVID, what we know? Like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is around to hear it, did the tree oh, really fall? God. Oh my god. That's what god. I'm saying. Like like nobody you know, they, they probably not even testing their day high. They're like, man, ain't nobody gonna watch this. You know, uh, y'all wrong. and I, I, I sorry y'all hockey wrong. fans. Sorry, <laughs> hockey fans. Wrong. sorry hockey fans. But wrong, I mean, man. you you hockey do- time doing hockey like this, doing hockey filthy. Hey this man, we had, hey, listen, we had listen. at least one straight for the show, man. I'm hey, got no problem with that being hockey. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm not even gonna hold y'all up. If it was that big old sign downtown that say hockey town, I wouldn't even do we was the hockey town. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's cr- because I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm an avid hockey fan. I've been excited to to rewatch them restart, but I I ain't threw it too much in the rundown because I'm like, right. I ain't finna talk about myself for ten minutes. Right, 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 right. I mean, what's I mean, going it, on? And you, you and Josh, you know y'all like that weird stuff. You know he like that wrestling stuff. So, hey, hey man. listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, watch wrestling. You can't watch hockey. You can't, you can't watch football or basketball your whole life, man. You gotta, you gotta. I watch a little money. baseball. I dabble in some baseball and a little golf. You know. Hey, y'all, y'all need to watch Home Team on Netflix. I'm telling you that the, the sports on that show, woof, it's Jeez. it's nutty, it's nutty. But anywho, um, I just. I'm really hurting, man. The Bills sent all of their rookies home, and now Stafford is thinking about opting out. And I'm going to tell you, Matt Stafford is by far the biggest name probably, and I don't think he's the last big name to do so. I mean, like we've talked about before, Russell and Sierra just had a baby. He was number two on the top 100 list. Do I feel comfortable with that? Because they are, like we said before, they're not isolating. There's no bubble. He's got to go home to his daughter. You know? Right, and one of the guys from uh, one of the guys from um, Good Morning NFL on NFL Network, he said, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's kind of weird, but there's uh, NF people who are in the sports media who are looking at this Marlins story like, yup, good luck with the NFL, hoping the NFL fails. We're not hoping for the NFL to fail. Like, we're not hoping for any. Trust me, as a as a person who is pursuing sports journalism full time. I want all the sports to be on. I want everything to be back reopened. I want everything to go back to this normal life. But I also would not prioritize my personal benefits over the health and safety of others. That that to me is just that's you know, and that's but that that's another tension for another time. I'm just whatever. We're gonna move on right past that one. So let me ask y'all this. Antonio Brown, his official suspension came down from the league for all of his shenanigans from, uh, I want to say it was two years ago now, or maybe yeah. it was a year and a half. But either way, Antonio Brown. It wasn't quite Brown, two years. I think it was 18 months. So, so a year and a half. So Antonio Brown has been handed down an eight-game suspension. Would you take the risk on him? Um... I was I would say yeah, not because not because I know I'm the the least knowledgeable when it comes to football here, but I'm just looking at it through a scope of of all sports. 
if you got somebody that's as talented as Antonio Brown, uh, that's mm-hmm. available, I honestly don't see the I don't see the the risk in giving him a chance. I see the reward, but I don't see the risk. You you have something in place. Make sure you have enough receivers in place. Make sure you have a system in place to where you won't be severely hurt if something happens and he does something else boneheaded and he's gone. Right. So, well, so the, we so know the risk is that he, we know he's going to do it. It's just yeah, when is he going to do but it? But the risk is that he won't play, <laughs> which is already in the back of everyone's mind. So it's really like you, I mean, you know you know if he gets suspended if something when something else happens, we aren't going to be disappointed because we were expecting it. But if he has his head on straight and he does the right thing, we got an exceptional talent on our hands that everybody else passed on. So I don't look at this. About- I don't look at this as a high risk, high reward situation. I look at it as if we understand the risk and our best possible scenario is that we get a great reward. It's like it's like the Lakers giving giving Ron Artest a chance. Dude. I mean, I see it like we're we're talking about a man who called the GM cracker. So True, true. You know, like this is <laughs> he's he a different breed. But I, I get where you're going. I get where you're going though. In the NFL, he got some kahunas for doing that. In the NFL. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like this like, ain't the NBA where it's like, like, like there's only so many of you. You can't hurt you can't you can't hurt his feelings. If if he if he able to do that, you can't hurt his feelings. <laughs> like he one of them guys. So let me tell you, I'm I'ma just be that guy because I don't want everything to be about Corona, but this is one of those situations where Corona is, is actually important. Hell yeah, I'll take a chance on Antonio Brown. <laughs> corona is why I do it. If we play at at the end of the day, I would bank on two things happening. Number one, all the money that Antonio Brown has dropped over the last 18 months, this was his first, like, big, big contract. Like, this is the first time he got a contract that was just out of this world. He dropped all that, all of it. He dropped all of it, basically. And so, on top of that, you go ahead and look at all that he's been through and all that. I don't even know whether he's grown or not. I would hope so. I would hope if if losing thirty million dollars, if losing eighty million dollars, if losing thirty million dollars when he got suspended, then eighty million dollars when he got cut. If that don't help you figure it out, I don't know what will. But um, at the end of the day, if I pick him up and we play five or six games this year and before the league is canceled, congratulations. When the seasons actually start back for real, he got to serve a two game suspension. Like that's that's the way I'm looking. I'm a game the system right now. If I'm a team that's looking for, bro, I'm sorry, but it's too many. Like yes, the NFL is a, a, a space where there's so many more applicants than there are um, spaces to be filled. Yes, there is only a finite amount of time that you can do what an NFL athlete is required to do. But how many can do it at the level that Antonio around does? Three years ago, Antonio Brown might have been on, like, top 10 on the top 100 list three years ago. That's what I'm saying. So, at the end of the day, what are at we— five like, ten, At 5'10", at 5'10", mind you. So, what are we—what what is there to even discuss? If I'm a guy—if I'm looking around and I'm like, regardless of what your situation is, right? If you're a winning team with a winning culture, you bring him into the locker room— he either assimilates with the winning culture or he hits the road. And that's okay. You bring him in, he acts up, he hits the road. Guess what? You know how many camp – you got a thing in the NFL called camp bodies because the roster at the beginning of the camp is, like, ridiculous. It's, it, I believe it starts at, like, 90 players now. 
So you get these guys that started 90 players, and then it whittles down, whittles down, whittles down to the last week. If Antonio Brown is in and out, he don't got enough time to change the culture, to sour the culture around there. He just doesn't. If I'm a middle-of-the-road team looking to get to the next level, how can having a dynamic receiver like that hurt you? If I'm a bad team, who knows? Antonio Brown may have the ability to negatively affect some of our young guys. That's fine, but Antonio Brown's still going to put butts in the stand. So you telling your Lions to basically sign him is what I'm here. Dog, hey. all I'm saying is, all I'm saying <laughs> is, if, if you combine the guy who led the league in touchdown catches last year with Antonio Brown, with a healthy Matt Stafford, with DeAndre Swift and Carrion Johnson, I listen, I ain't been excited about the Lions in a long time because it's a losing proposition. But that, my friends, huh, packing the mail, I'm gone, what, okay? What, 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 what that, what that soothes your pain? Give. Listen, I'll be geeked up like Fabo. You hear me? You hear me? I'll be, <laughs> I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing spaceships from Bankhead if they sign that man. Cause that that that, that is a signing that. What's well, the, the worst the that day, can happen, man? Exactly. Just like I said, what's the risk? What's the risk? And especially with this season, where the season might not even be a full season, he gets suspended for X amount of games. I love it. I love it. The season don't finish. He got suspended anyway. I love it. Next year, y'all can't re-up his suspension. Right. He's done his part. So, listen, he's paid his debt to the NFL. I like my free 84 till it's backwards. Okay? But anyway, I know y'all done had enough of us talking about Antonio Brown, talking about Coach, talking about my pitiful lines. I know y'all done had enough. But come on back next week and a week after that. And the week after, who knows who will get a 50-piece next week. You know what I mean? This week is TJ Warren. Next week it might be Bold Bard. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love, y'all. Take care. You had enough.